0: Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I'm J.P. Mosier. And we're breaking down the greatest uh, songs of the last probably 50 years, probably written mostly by Americans, probably in the sort of pop rock genre, stuff your parents listen to. And polka. And we're going to tell you why they're great and why you should think they are Two, So uh, we got a great one for you today. Um, a, a a song that's been a hit more than once, which is kind of rare, but uh, originally recorded by Bob Marley and the Wailers and then really made popular by a young feller, gu- guitar slinger uh, by the name of Eric Clapton. We're talking about I Shot the Sheriff. It's going to be a big one. Bang. Bang. That sheriff is dead. That's all I know. I, there's some question about Uh, who shot the deputy. I think that is probably the mystery surrounding the whole song. (laughs) But we know who didn't shoot the deputy. No, it it was not. If you believe Bob Marley, and if you believe Eric Clapton, it wasn't them. And if you believe Warren G. If you believe Warren G., who has a surprisingly decent cover of this song.
1: Oh, we'll touch on that later. I got Um, some Warren G. nuggets.
0: Also, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, that if you asked Shaggy, he would probably say that it was not him either.
1: Yes, it was. Oh, well, good job on that. I, it wasn't.
0: I, I think if you asked Shaggy, he would probably say, Razzle was If you
1: asked Shaggy anything, that's
0: the answer to his. I was a
1: That is Rob doing Shaggy.
0: No, that's. We got Shaggy. Oh, we in have studio. Shaggy
1: music, Special guest, Shaggy. Shaggy.
0: Shaggy, it's good to see you, buddy. How you been? <laughs> 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 not Shaggy from Scooby Doo. No.
1: Shaggy from. Mm. I can't. Can you do Shaggy from Scooby Doo? Oh man, I look like him. I I feel like you should be able to do that pretty well. Sorry, all I got. Zoinks! That's not bad. We're in real trouble now, Scoob.
0: Uh, No, terrible. Never mind. Okay, so we're going to talk about how Bob Marley did in fact shoot the sheriff, but according to him, did not shoot the deputy. Correct. Um, If you, I'll tell you this, uh, and I'm just going to say it. This might not be a popular opinion, but I'm just going to say it and confront you with the truth. If you, if you believe Eric Clapton and you don't believe Bob Marley, you're a racist.
1: There's something wrong with you.
0: Congratulations.
1: Robert Nesta Marley Nesta. Not, Nesta. Wow. Yeah. And that was actually his uh, parents called him Nesta. Or his mom called him Nesta, but his friends told him that that sounded too girly. So he went to Robert, a.k.a. Bob Marley. Wow. There's your, your name trivia on Bob Marley. of huh. Bob Marley and the Wailers.
0: And the Wailers. Let's meet the Wailers. You got some info on the yeah. Wailers? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's meet the Wailers. Um, the album that this one's from is from the Burning album. So the Whalers um, had a few different different uh, lineup changes throughout the years, but in this one, um, Peter Tosh on keys. Um, Peter Tosh, uh, uh, this is the Meet the Band section, by the way. Uh, Peter Tosh, a famous unicyclist, actually. What? How many keyboard players do you know? That are also unicyclists. He yes. actually rides the unicycle on stage in some of shows. What? Yeah, that's one of his gimmicks. He uh, will do some different different sections from the unicycle. Okay. Um, on percussion, Bunny Whaler. Ironically enough, of the name the Whalers. Okay. Bunny Whaler. Um, lots of stuff to talk about, Bernie Whaler or Bunny Whaler. But we'll just hit the uh, the highlights. He is one of the two remaining survivors of the Whalers. Um, him and Beverly Kelso who is a backing vocalist on this. Um, actually, the the my favorite person to talk about is the bass player, Aston Francis Family Man Barrett. Wow. Family Man, actually, at the time of this recording, had no children, <laughs> but they called him Family Man because he was the uh, father of the band. He basically ran the band. The ba- and if you listen to Marley's yeah. version of I Shot the Sheriff, my favorite part is the bass. The way it drives the song. Yeah. I love the way Family Man, Aston Francis Barrett, plays the bass. Uh, and ironically enough, Family One now has 41 children. 41? From Zero with the Wailers to 41.
0: Wow. And do you think he was just like, well, you know what? One of these days I got to start living up to this Let's nickname. do this.
1: Let's do this. I'm ass- I am assuming that
0: as you read his name out loud, "Family Man" is in quotes. So family is Man nickname. is in quotes.
1: It's not a real name. Okay, Aston Francis Barrett, but Family Man. And for those that were really close to him, they could get away with calling him Fams. But I'm not on that level yet, so we'll just go with the name in quotes, Family Man. Uh, on drummer, on drums, uh, brother of Family Man Barrett, Carlton Carly Barrett. Not quite the the catchy nickname. Also in quotes, Carlton Barrett went by Carly.
0: So it's cool to call Carlton Carly, but it's not cool (laughs) to call Bob Nesta.
1: I guess not. Nesta's
0: too girly, but Carly's fine.
1: I guess. and yeah, I'm not going to shorten Aston to what you would call (laughs) Family Man Barrett. We'll just go with Family Man. Um, uh, Interestingly, my favorite fact about the drummer, other than the fact that he is the brother of Family Man, um, he only uses a five-piece kit. Every time, he is a your traditional five-piece. For those of you drummers out there, you know that'll be your bass drum, two-mounted toms, snare and floor tom as your five-piece. Um, but his trademark is his toms, he only uses one drum head. He always leaves the bottom open, uh, mm-hmm. which is common for some. It's but, very
0: sort of uh, 60s, 70s era to leave the resonant toms off the bottom.
1: And he also leaves the wires of his snare disengaged, so it sounds more like a
0: Timberley. And it's kind of uh, um yeah kind of I- indicative of uh of not so much in American music. Yeah. I mean uh I mean but in uh Spanish music you get some of that in in uh obviously in reggae foreign music. Jamaican um foreign to our to our country of origin uh for the most part. Um uh, except for maybe Rich Mullins. I think Rich <laughs> Mullins yeah. had a little bit of that. Ragamuffin going on. What a ragamuffin. What a was.
1: ragamuffin that Rich Mullins was. Um, so that's basically the band um, few a uh, few other uh, contributors on the album but mainly on this song those are the people that that are contributing on this one. Um, I could talk a little bit about Marley we can do that later. Um, just you want to talk Let's something? do it.
0: Let's let's take a listen. Let's let's get a little bit into the groove. Uh Smoke it if you got it, I guess. Here's a little <laughs> bit of I Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley and the Wailers. I shot the sheriff. Tchau, Out of his own mouth, he shot that sheriff. (laughs) That is not in question. Uh, What what really everybody wants to know is, man, who shot that deputy? Uh, Apparently, the original lyric uh, was "I shot the police." Uh, This is not a joke. It was "I shot the police," but he was afraid that it would get him in trouble to say that, so he changed it to sheriff instead, which apparently is okay. Nobody (laughs) minds about the sheriff,
1: just not the police in general. Just not single out one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, get get the get the sheriff, get the, you know, but not but not the police. Um, but it's the same, but it's the same idea um uh, that he was singled out wrongfully and and um the sheriff came after him and he had to hey, it's in self-defense. This is if you if you're going to take the man at his word, self-defense. Um, but we still don't know to this day.
1: Is the deputy even dead? He, say, it, he may not even be shot.
0: That's a good question. He could have left Barney. That's true. All five, you know, all five could be running around. It actually doesn't say that anybody actually did shoot the deputy. He's just saying. I. He didn't, said I didn't. I didn't. I didn't shoot him. It doesn't say somebody shot the deputy, but it wasn't me. Or was a mole. <laughs> Welcome back, Shaggy. It wasn't it's Shaggy just, either. Thanks for coming. All right. See you later, Shag. well, thanks, Shaggy. Thanks, Shaggy. All right. We're going slow on, girls. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Marley says he didn't do it. Uh, what do you got on Bob Marley for us?
1: Uh, Robert Nesta Marley. Um, my favorite fact. You could talk random facts on Marley, but my favorite one is he is the sixth wealthiest, uh, pa- highest. Uh, Say what now? Past celebrity of uh, of a dead celebrity deceased. He's m- number six I mean, on the deceased list. Yes, of monetary monetary value. Really? Yes, he's number six. Is um, this
0: musicians or like- celebrities?
1: Period. Celebrity wow. number six. Um, how many do you think you can get? I've got the top seven because I wanted to know just who he beat out. I'll give you number seven. Just who he beat out? Doctor Seuss, Theodore no. Seuss. Yeah. Wow. G- I think his last name is Gillisley or something like Gillis. Okay. I should have written that down. But Doctor Seuss, number seven. Okay. So nice job. Uh, okay. So Doctor Marley. Friend. I got to think outside musicians. Think outside here. the musicians. Are, are there any musicians in the top There's six? There's one, two.
0: Okay, I'm going to guess for those two, Elvis Presley.
1: Elvis actually is number four. Number four. There's three in the top five. Uh, So you got Elvis, number four. Is this
0: this post-Michael Jackson?
1: Michael Jackson. Okay. So that's... Are there any other musicians? Michael Jackson's number one. Okay. So there's number one. You got one and four. Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. There's one more musician.
0: I'm going to guess Frank
1: Sinatra. That would be... Is Frank Sinatra dead? Yeah. Just go, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, he did not make this list. Uh, But it's a current... Well, semi-current... Deceased. When okay, uh, I, within the past three years.
0: Mm, oh no, I Prince. Have... Number, oh oh oh. Number five. Yeah, within the past what
1: year? I think. Yeah yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Prince. Okay Prince. So that leaves. That leaves two. That leaves number two and number three. Number two is a. I wouldn't know how he. He's mostly known for his cartoons on movies, mainly around Christmas time. Charles Schultz. Char- oh really? Peanuts guy. Wow. Yeah, Charles Schultz. Look
0: at t- look at Bob Marley and Charles Schultz building an empire. Oh
1: my goodness. They Jeez Louise. Racking up, racking up the dough. Number three, um, golfer.
0: Uh Jack Nicholas.
1: The other no, one. he's alive. The other one. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Arnold
0: Palmer. Wow. actually offered
1: Rob a Ronald Palmer when he came in tonight, but he declined and went with the water. Wow. Yeah. Known for the the drink, the Arnold Palmer and Man. the golfer. Number three. So there's your top six, seven, if you include Seuss, uh, Michael Jackson, Charles Schultz, Arnold Palmer, Elvis, Prince, and then uh, Robert Nesta Marley. Wow. Number six. That uh, seems
0: like a really strange name to be included in that in list. In that list, that's right. Um, Man.
1: I feel like I should call him Dr. Robert Nesta Marley. So do you
0: have any other uh, Marley facts few, for us? A
1: few other things. Um,
0: that was plenty. I, I, not I, that, that that wasn't enough. So I got
1: a couple a couple other little nugglets. Um He actually worked at a DuPont plant. In 1968, under the alias Donald Marley, okay, so he had some spent some time at Dupont, and uh, I don't know if you know how he passed, but he uh, had melanoma in his big in a toe. I don't know which toe. I didn't look up that Mm -hmm. much, and uh, he refused to get it worked on or amputated as part of his religion. He would not get his toe worked on, and that cancer spread to his brain. Okay, that's how we lost uh, Robert Nesta. Wow, Um, and he had a pretty big dispute in the middle of all that with his manager Don Taylor. Who took uh, all of his money? He was very poor at the time, which I, oh. uh, looking back on the earlier conversation, bet he would. Uh, he
0: turned it around posthumously. Turn it around. Take
1: that, Don Taylor. Take that. Take that, Don Taylor. He I actually bet. Uh, got in a pretty violent fistfight with Mr. Taylor and almost took his life, an inch of his life. So don't mess with them. Don't mess with the Nesta.
0: I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, if you're forming a list of suspects for the deputy killer, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go ahead and put Don Taylor at the top Don of it. Don
1: Taylor, that's right. At,
0: at least based on what we know.
1: We well, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I've got on, on that one.
0: Okay, let's, let's dig in a little bit to the content of the song. Uh, now that we know our friend Bob Marley a little bit better and know that his manager was a real butt. That's right. That's what I learned today. Um, He's no
1: family man he's no he's no family he's no man Aston francis family man barrett
0: no way uh 41 kids wow 41 all right well god bless him um i hope he got paid well uh, you know <laughs> i hope he's still making royalties off this because his kids are gonna need it
1: if marley's number six i hope he's in the top 20 yeah.
0: <laughs> okay so this is one of those songs that's purely uh really built around the story like it's a you know it's it's an allegory or a, you know, it's fictional uh, as best as we know. I don't think there's any accounts of this being, you know, biographical. Um, but, uh, uh, and and when I hear the Clapton version, I, for some reason, I think about the old West. I, I like, I think right. about a literal like showdown at high noon. I don't, I don't get that feel with the, uh, you know, with the Bob Marley version, but, but um,
1: maybe it's cause on this awesome album cover. Um, he is wearing this jean shirt.
0: Yeah. If
1: you've never seen the inside of 461 ocean Boulevard, which, uh, Clapton plays on, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a, uh, quite westerny. I can see it that. is.
0: I, so that's, but I think that's just, I, I honestly, I don't know why, maybe just cause he's white. I have no idea, but I, I don't think about the old West when I think about Bob Marley, maybe cause it's reggae. Um, but, uh, anyway, but it's, you know what, this is, this song is still popular. Uh, if, for many reasons, one, because it's just a great song and it's really well crafted and really well done, but I'm sure it still resonates with some people. This is a thing that we're talking about literally as we record this, this is one of the big hot button topics of, uh, of our country is, uh, are people of color treated differently by authorities. And, uh, you know, we're not going to weigh in necessarily on that. We'll let CNN and MSNBC and Fox news handle all that, but an ESPN and ESPN, <laughs> but, uh, but definitely that is a, that is a theme, you know, throughout the the history of, of not just our country, but, but many countries. <clears throat> so this is, this is Marley's, um, take on that. And, um, you know, saying that there's, there's a sheriff and, and the sheriff's basically trying to keep him from succeeding. I think, do you, t- do you take the, okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room with the lyrics. Uh he's talking about planting a seed, killing it before it grows. Um I, I I'm just gonna try and say this as delicately as possible. Uh is it about weed?
1: That's uh if the album was called anything other than burning, mm. I would think maybe not, but I'm gonna go with that just because of the context and uh and the name of the album that it's on. Being the hit off of that album, if it was on an album called, I don't know my little pony or something. I wouldn't think it would have anything
0: right. to do with growing a business enterprise. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> we'll let, uh, we'll let you decide. You guys let us know, Uh comment, tweet at us at great song pod uh, and let us know your thoughts. Is, is this is kill it before it grows uh, about weed? You know, we Bob Marley, let's Bob Marley culture, you know, going on here. Listen, if you're listening to Jimmy Buffett, you're probably a, a margarita person. Right, I mean, I don't mean to stereotype every Jimmy Buffett listener, but like that's just a thing that sort of Unless goes you along. Just
1: really like pencil thin mustaches, and then <laughs> <laughs> and you might. Uh, but yeah, the, the kill it before it grows. And the other thing is birth control. Birth control. That? This is
0: a this is a theory out there in in 2012. Uh, Bob Marley's former girlfriend Esther Anderson claimed that the lyrics. This is according to Wikipedia. Uh, claim that the lyrics "Sheriff John Brown always hated me for what I don't know." Every time I plant a seed, he said, "Kill it before it grow Are actually uh, about Marley being very opposed to her use of birth control pills. Marley supposedly substituted the word "doctor" with "sheriff." Uh, so I, you know, who completely
1: knows? changes the landscape of this song. Yeah, I and shot the doctor, but I didn't shoot the <laughs> medical assistant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me, me personally, I, I, I don't. I probably don't believe that that's the case. Uh, I have no personal contact with uh, either Marley before he passed or his girlfriend, or Esther. Uh, Esther Anderson. But uh, for me, I, I, my opinion would be that it's probably just another part of the song uh, about being sort of oppressed by, you know, people in power. And, and I honestly, if, if I had a gun in my head, I, I would guess, I would think that it's actually not about weed. Um, I would just think it's a metaphor for, uh, you know, anytime I try to do something, you know, it's talking about I just got some, I just got some freedom, and all of a sudden, you know, here comes Sheriff John Brown, and he's aiming to shoot me down. Um, I, I just think it's about being um oppressed at every turn. You know, man, I, I can't get a leg up in this thing, uh, because the people who are in power don't want me to succeed. Um, and it, it, you know, I think that is the part of the song, the 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 theme of the song that resonates. Uh, you know, with everybody, like, it's a cool song, you know, all that you can take it at, as just, man, this song feels cool, you know, whatever. But I think, uh, maybe the people with whom it resonates the most are people who can kind of identify with that feeling, uh, of, of, you know, feeling put down, held down, I guess, held under the thumb of, of authorities. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well, well said, um, S- Let's jump back on the Clapton version.
0: So, yeah, we're getting kind of heavy. It's getting kind of heavy. Yeah, let's, let's lighten this up. Let's get, Jeez, uh, Louise.
1: Yeah, not, not our normal, uh, not our normal vibe.
0: <laughs> not NPR.
1: Let's, uh, yeah, uh, let's get back on. Let's go. Let's jump a year ahead. Let's okay. jump to 74, <clears throat> which is better up. than 73. It is one more, uh, because it is one more. And one uh, more is better. Yeah, it's, uh, y- you want to talk about the Clapton version?
0: Sure. Uh, so uh, Clapton, uh, recorded I Shot the Sheriff, uh, at the behest of one of his band members uh they they played in the track and and said you know man we should do this and eventually he gave in um he he wasn't it didn't immediately warm up to it but uh they he ended up releasing it as a single uh just just as a single on its own not even as part of an album but its popularity as a single led him to include it on his uh next coming album 461 Ocean Boulevard um which came um shortly after um this I shot the sheriff I, I'm astonished by this. I shot the sheriff as Eric Clapton's only number one hit in the United States. That's shocking to me. The The career that he's had since the 60s
1: has... Not Layla. Not Layla. Not Wonderful Tonight. Not Wonderful Tonight. Not Mainline Florida, which is <laughs> the last track on 461. Ocean I mean, Boulevard.
0: After Midnight. I mean, I, literally, I got to see Clapton live... Uh, a few years ago. I was at that show. And it was hit after hit after hit after hit for... Two, after Wallflowers? Two hours. He, did, he didn't he did even do Layla. He did That's so wrong. many songs, he left out Layla. Because I don't know if there wasn't time or if he's just sick of it. But I would just think, it, it, surely <laughs> one of those other songs went number one. No. It's I Shot the Sheriff and nothing else. Uh, he, he Does had, that
1: include cream stuff? Like the stuff that he played on? You know? I don't
0: know. I, I, Honestly, I don't know for sure, but I'm... I, I probably feel like it would have been included. Uh, he came close. He hit number two with tears in heaven oh, uh, yeah. in the nineties. Um, but this is MTV his, unplugged MTV Double. unplugged. Uh, and, but this was his, his only number one hit, uh, in the United States. Anyway, I'm sure he's probably had some, some hits, uh, in, uh, you know, um, in the UK. But as far as the States, this is his only number one hit. It's very surprising. Um, it is, and his version is more successful commercially than Marley's. Than yeah. Bob Marley's. It sort of overtook it. Um, it peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and Clapton's version was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Uh, so, pretty interesting. Now, but if we want to get into the real artistic side, we need to talk about Warren G.
1: Yes. Oh, dude. Um,
0: That's a- I'm not going to lie. I played the Warren G version fully expecting it to be the worst thing I'd ever heard.
1: And by Warren G, he means the rapper Warren G, not Warren G. Harding, the, dead the president. 29th president, <laughs> the worst president in history with his two-year presidency. Just to clear that up. Is he,
0: uh, okay, all right. Is, uh, is Warren G. Harding the worst presidency ever, including, okay, president, Let's leave the president administration. This
1: is not a entirely show. out of the
0: conversation. Okay, we're we're not touching that with a ten foot pole. But you've got you've got Warren G Harding who was president for two years. Two years, yeah. And then you've got William Henry Harrison who was president for thirty days. He died of pneumonia. gave a gave a like a three hour <laughs> inauguration speech in the rain and would not wear a coat.
1: I, I would I would put Harding as worst because he did. He had longer to be bad, whereas true. Harrison was just bad Harrison, for 30 days. I mean,
0: really, he basically got in, you know, kicked his shoes up on the day. We love America, by the way. This is not died. a
1: president-bashing show. This no. Was, we're all I mean, about America.
0: Listen, I'm sure Warren G. Harding was a great man. Um, yeah, but-
1: Warren, Warren G., though. Back to Warren G. <laughs> um, he is uh, of the band 213, for those of y'all that I'm sure know. Uh, y'all know who and I believe of, of the 213? You know the, the other area two code 213. Yes, from California. Good yeah. Uh, do you know so who the other two members of 213
0: are? I, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that Nate Dogg. Nate Dog. yes. Because um, him and Warren
1: G. had to regulate. Do you know who the other... They did have to regulate. Do you know who the other one is? I'll oh, give you a hint. It's another dog. I feel like I'm going to... Is it Snoop? It's Snoop. Okay. That's the three. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting facts on... Uh, there's my Warren G. tidbits. Yeah. Um, Dr. Dre and Warren G. are stepbrothers.
0: I knew that. Yeah,
1: Dre's mom married Warren G.'s dad. And okay. Snoop was discovered by Dre because Dre heard him with Warren G and Nate Dogg. Okay. So there's, your, there's your Warren G nuggets.
0: There we go. So that uh, actually his version of I Shot the Sheriff was the lead single from Warren G's second album, Take a Look Over Your Shoulder. He did
1: have at least two albums.
0: He did. And you know what? It this I mean, I, his version of I Shot the Sheriff, I didn't realize existed until researching for today's podcast. But it peaked at number 20 on the Billboard Hot 100. What? It was certified gold in 1997. What? like it was a gold record for him I didn't even know it existed Uh, and let me tell you I would have told you yeah I followed Warren G's career pretty closely Um, but uh, apparently not (laughs) because I I didn't know that he had covered I Shot the Sheriff but it it, it is actually you know what I'm going to go ahead and say I recommend it take a listen to it if you've never heard it before Um, matter of fact why don't we give you a little clip right here
1: He mistaked me for somebody who was live. But more than many
0: murders, LA's a warfare. We keep eating more shit. Streets keep souls, young brothers lose control. I seem to maintain through this. Watch where you kick it, they'll put you in a twist. And it ain't nobody like my down ass homie in the police, always trying to pin some bullshit
1: on. I keep away from fools, they do crime and attract cops. Cops got guns and cuffs and cells to stuff you in.
0: the groove is good. It's pretty faithful to the original. I, you know, I'm, I I find that a lot of hip hop from the nineties for whatever reason, they would have somebody come in and sing the hook that really was not a great singer. I don't know why, but a lot of the hooks you hear in nineties R&B the singing is bad. (laughs) This one, I feel like that's pretty solid. I'm down with it. Uh, I'm okay. They went with the uh, sort of Clapton version of the melody which differed from uh, Marley's. So if we if we take a second now, let's let's dig into Clapton's version. Let's listen to it, and then we're going to talk about some of the differences and the and the um, um, whatever nuances. you call those things. Nuances. The nuances, the subtle differences uh, between Clapton's version and Marley's version. Let's take a listen to Clapton's version of I Shot the Sheriff.
1: Sheriff
0: John Brown always cares. Eric Clapton's take on the Bob Marley and the Wailers tune, I Shot the Sheriff. Uh, One thing you probably notice kind of immediately is that the melody is a little different. Uh, Marley's version starts out, I shot the sheriff, and goes, sheriff goes down, and uh, Clapton's version literally just flips those notes. I shot the sheriff. Same notes, just reverse order. And then um, what becomes the rest of the melody line is, in Marley's version is but i did not shoot the deputy Clapton's is but i did not shoot the deputy it's basically takes Marley's version and makes it a harmony part to what Clapton's version becomes he's but i did not shoot the deputy and that if you you could literally sing Marley's line over the top of it and you're singing in harmony with Clapton's Are they version. in the same key? Um are they I believe they are in the same key. They're very 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 close. Um is it what uh G minor for Clapton I believe? Um, and he's got, uh, a little more straightforward uh, groove, a little more of a back beat, you know, uh, as opposed to the, a little bit more laid back reggae groove. Reggae has a lot of, uh, uh, kick drum on beat two and four. Whereas, uh, you know, most of our Western stuff kicks on one and three and it has a snare drum on two and four
1: differences in Carly Barrett and Jamie Oldacre, yeah. the Yeah. for clapton on this why don't
0: we okay so let's meet clapton's band what do you got on Clapton's band? i got
1: meet the band meet Uh, the band i love meeting the band uh the other guitar player on this album because there are two uh george terry mainly a session guitar player, but this guy played with all kinds of people he played the bgs joe cocker i know you're a big Mm. cocker guy um started the 70s band game but the best thing that uh that i would say on george terry is he wrote lay down sally
0: really yeah
1: so good job george
0: Interesting. Oh, yeah. I always assumed that was a, a J.J.
1: Kale yeah, it's, jam. Yeah, George Terry wrote George that. George, what you doing, Terry? Good job, George. What you doing, Terry? Um, and he loved playing only with Clapton and he the guy he called Donnie, creative name for Don Felder. He said because most lead players can't play rhythm at all, but Clapton and Don Felder are fantastic rhythm players. Huh. So he actually didn't mind playing with them um, on piano. Albie Galutin, Um he co-wrote all the BG stuff. Staying Alive, Not Fever. You Should Be Dancing. Okay, here's th- listen to all these people he played with. I was writing down the list, and then I noticed a similarity. Diana Ross, Dolly Parton, Olivia Newton-John, Barbara Streisand. I'm like, wait a minute. These are all oh, ladies. Yeah. All ladies. So I got through this whole list. Aretha Franklin, Dionne Warwick. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? Is he like a, a pimp or what? And then at the end, <laughs> Kenny Loggins, which can be maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a Kenny Loggins fan. so um, And he is currently a technology executive at Sony. And he's a he's a big guy interesting. So wh- what's his pl- name again? Albie Galutin. And Albie, Albie Galutin. if you're listening and I botched your name, it's A-L-B-H-Y. I'm going to go with Albie. Albie. It could be Albie, but I'll go with Albie. <laughs> Albie. So sorry, Albie. <laughs> Great piano work on wow. I Shot the Albie Sheriff. Uh, on, I, or,
0: I've never I've had to stay away from uh, from his stuff. Most of his stuff that he plays on. I can't listen to. Because you're gluten free. Because <laughs> I'm gluten intolerant. Yes. Parent. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's this, awesome. I got this gluten allergy That just, was so
1: good. How <laughs> did I not pick up on that? That's where you're oh, uh, but don't you were going. I not believe I couldn't make it
0: through that with a straight
1: Don't face. you get gluten confused with the organist because there is keys and organ on this. Uh, Dick Sims uh, plays the Hammond B3 on this. And he actually has custom-made Hammond B3s. And he played with J.J. Kale. Uh, Bob Seger and Vince Gill. So Interesting. He's, uh, he's a big guy there. Um, Carl Radle on bass. Um, nice little uh, photo of Carl Radle here. He played on every Clapton project from 1970 to 79, and even on the Derek and the Dominoes album. He wow. That. Um, so Carl Radle. Um, and the aforementioned Jamie Oldacre on drums uh, played with Stephen Stills and the Bellamy Brothers. Bellamy Brothers, obviously famous for Let Your Love Flow. Uh, among others, nailed it, nailed it. That was, I don't know any of the Bellamy brothers' names, or I would say like so-and-so Bellamy. Stu Bellamy, (laughs) uh, Cletus Bellamy over there on lead vocals. Nicely done, Mr. Bellamy. Buddy. Uh, So that's what I've got on Meet the Band. All right.
0: Okay, so do, do you have a? What's your um, among the two major versions of the song? Which is your favorite?
1: Leaving Warren G's out. Leaving. I, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm ahead gonna and, go um, contrary to popular belief because Clapton's is more popular. I prefer the Marley version. Do you? And mainly because of the bass. I know I come back, mm. I love the I love the way Family Man brings it. So <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm a i am i am i am ai prefer the Marley version.
0: Interesting. I there's a little bit of I noticed uh, in the Marley version the bass part, there's a little bit of the bass part that gets translated into one of the guitar parts in Clapton's version. There's a little thing you'll hear between the lines, I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the dip. Mm-hmm. That's in the electric guitar on Clapton's version, but it's actually in the bass part of uh, of the Marley version. So they kind of borrowed that and, you know, trans- transmogrified it a little bit and threw it in the Clapton.
1: And that's, that's funny to me that I like that version better <clears throat> because obviously I like Clapton so much better as a guitar player. Yeah. Um but the version as a whole, I prefer the the Whalers version.
0: Interesting. I'm gonna go with Clapton's version for me. Um I uh I don't know. I just like the groove. Uh I like the it's got a little more steady rhythm part. <laughs> kind of through the whole thing. Um and oh and um, I love
1: the percussion intro on the Whalers true. version too. That is nice. With old bunny bunny whaler there old bringing bunny. the funk. Yeah. I like that.
0: Um got any, any particular moments? It's a fairly straightforward song. It doesn't have a guitar solo, uh, you know, uh, or a bridge, really, or anything like that. It's just it's sort of verses and choruses, and it, it tells a great story. Um, any particular moments of, of either version that stand out to you that you just go, oh, man, that was great?
1: Every time I listen to the Marley version, I always want to play a song with my wah pedal. I don't <laughs> know what it is. I just want to bring out my wah pedal and pl- and sit in the back and just rhythm strum me some some wowness.
0: Nice. Uh, there is there's one section uh, in the Clapton version that if if I had to pick a favorite moment from the song, uh, it would be this one. Let me play it for you.
1: All of a sudden I see sheriff gone brown. Baby, be down.
0: Okay, so I know this is weird, but Clapton's voice does something. Very subtle right there, and it's it almost sounds like something that you might have gone. Why didn't they do that over? But his voice gets a little unintentional raspiness in it, a little bit of growl there, and something about the combination of that note and his voice there. Amen to shoot me down. Is I love uh, the just the sound of his voice. I love that they kept it in. If if we were in 2017 recording this song, that it would have never gotten left in. They or it would have been auto tuned. Yeah, they would have <laughs> the. You know, the the raspiness of his voice, they would have said, oh, let's cut that again. Um, but uh, I just love that that is there and, and gets left in. I love uh, studio things that happen in the studio that weren't necessarily intentional, but end up being a big, not a big part of the song, but they, they just end up being left in. It doesn't have to be crazy perfect like everything does now. But
1: old Tom Dowd, by arrangement with the Robert Stigwood organization, yeah. knew what he
0: was doing. Old Tom Dowd.
1: Tom Dowd.
0: I don't know. That's just, to me, I I like that. That's my favorite moment of the song if I had to pick one. Uh, There's some great, just good chords in the song. Really tasteful uh, organ and keys in the, uh, it's almost a little like, there's almost some ragtime sounding uh, piano in the Clapton version um, that could have been too much, but it's just real sparse with it. And uh, um, anyway, great, great arrangement, great tones. They captured great you know, sounds as far as all the instruments, just an overall good sounding recording, but a great song to begin with just a well-written, well-crafted story, um, that really, you know, you can take it at face value as a sort of soap opera story, or you can, you know, you can read deeper into it, uh, as far as it addresses social issues and, and, you know, challenge yourself to think about those things. Um, but overall just a really fun song, a great song. Um, I, I prefer the Clapton version.
1: I prefer the, the Marley and the Wailers version. And
0: nobody prefers the Warren G version. <laughs> Except
1: for maybe Nate Dogg.
0: Except for maybe Nate Dogg. Which one is Warren G is dead, right? Mm. Didn't Warren G die a few years ago? Probably. Here's what
1: I know. I know <laughs> either Warren alive. G. Snoop is, Snoop living. Alive and kicking. Snoop alive. He did a show with Kid Rock the other night here. <clears throat> really? I bet yeah. that was something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I Either Warren G or Nate Dogg died. And Yahoo posted the picture of the <laughs> other one. So they had the headline, uh, and I think it was maybe it was. I think it was Warren G that died.
1: Look it up on your special phone. Okay, all right, hang
0: tight. One second. I'm going to look this up while we're talking about it.
1: Play Regulator while you look that up. Play a sampling. of <laughs> Why don't you
0: just give us a tasteful rendition? <laughs> no. No.
1: <Okay. laughs> I really thought you were about to hit the play
0: button Uh, on the cassette player over there. No, I don't have it. Okay, so Warren G. uh, is apparently still alive. Nate Dogg died March fifteenth, two 2011, and when he died, they posted a picture of Warren G. on Yahoo, um, and so it was very confusing. I mean, six years later, I still don't know which one's dead (laughs) and alive. So uh, apologies to Warren G. I know you're listening uh, I know you're a big fan of the podcast, so <laughs> thanks for um, the support. Thanks for the support. I apologize for saying that you were. I dead. will
1: sing regulator next time, out of nowhere. Next Can't time, only be prompted. Special
0: edition, acoustic, acapella version of regulate. Um, got to be handy with a steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Um, you got any other interesting facts on anybody's version? Uh, oh man! Any other any other versions? I think I'm
1: tapped. I think I'm tapped of all. Uh... Nuggets of goodness.
0: All right. Well, when all the nuggets are gone, it's time to get out of here. That's going to do it for another edition of the Great Song Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Great Song Pod. Uh If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, be sure to subscribe. Give us a good rating. Give us some, some comments and feedback. Let us know what songs you want to hear, what you're listening to, what your favorite moments are in music that we can cover. Uh, and we will see you next week. Go listen to some music.